when I released the first two novellas, you know, and I started kind of talking to people about it, it was was embarrassing you know especially like when you're talking to like your 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 mother your aunt your father even your friends and you know like I write romance and then they're just oh you write romance after the first two novellas when my mom my book book was published like that's when I really started to just feel proud of what I do and I mean the fact that I that I think that I'm pretty decent at crafting like a hot sex scene and that's something to be proud of you know I think it really is so now like I I, I consider myself a proud smut writer If you're a busy mom, but you have writing goals and dreams that you're working on, this podcast is here to help you achieve them. My name is Jackie, and I'm a mother and an author of a self-published young adult novel and a firm believer in the power of moms to create. This podcast is about finding inspiration and insight. It's about learning new ways to fuel your writing and to share your writing with the world. And sometimes, actually all the time, it's about taking a moment to just laugh at and appreciate the crazy everyday chaos that is being a writing mother. Welcome back to These Moms, right? This is your host, Jackie. You can sign up for my podcast Facebook group. Look it up under These Moms, right? Today, I'm excited to share a conversation with mother and finance professional by day and romance writer by night, Kat Long. Kat is the author of two independently published novellas and two novels in the Southern Charms book series. If you have ever been interested in writing in the romance field, which I know sometimes I toy with that idea, then this is the talk for you because she shares what it's like to be a beginner in that field and how she has got to where she is today. Spoiler alert, it isn't through having steamy sex in the photocopy room with her boss, but through the everyday love, love of herself and her partner, which has helped to make it all possible. So without further ado, please welcome Kat Long. Thank you so much, Kat, for coming on the podcast today. Absolutely. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Tell me about you write romance. What what are you working on now? What are you excited about? Okay, so I write contemporary romance and and I just released uh, the second book in a three book series. Um, So the second book, By Your Side, released on December 22nd. So now I have gone right into plotting the third book. So the third book is called One Little Victory. I hope to have it out by late spring, early summer, depending on if the characters decide to talk to me or if they decide to be difficult. We'll see how that goes because I am 100% a pantser. You know, so I just write, I write as it comes. And like, you know, the characters might decide they're going to go off in a completely different direction. I just kind of follow with them. But for this book, I'm I'm really trying to get my life together and be more organized. So I'm trying to plot it out, which is very difficult mm. for me. I didn't realize how difficult actually plotting would be as opposed to just writing. Um, so I'm really excited that I'm kind of exploring, you know, the plotting aspect of doing book three. That's I totally resonate, identify with that pantser mm-hmm. mentality. And I mm-hmm. did speak to someone recently, a book coach, a previous interviewee, who referred to it as the intuitive approach, which I really love because mm-hmm. that, you know, there is magic that happens in that approach. But I I hear what you're saying though also about trying to embrace planning more. And what do you find is the difficult part of planning? Um, the hardest part for me of planning is to just really not have like a general idea of, of where it's going, but not specifics, you know, it's like, so I can write in, you know, in chapter 
eight, that's where they have their first kiss. But, you know, like what's going to happen after that? It could go in two completely different directions. You know, they could decide that they're, you know, they want to keep exploring that or it can be more of like the push-pull relationship where like that was great, but I kind of know that you're bad for me and I don't want anything to do with you. So it's it's hard for me to write past certain points until I see how those Mm. how it's going to play out you know because I, I like I know yeah. when you follow when you follow like the outline of a romance book and it has to be a b c d and e like you know it's c like they have to have the intimate moment like they have to do it and they're going to do all the things of course but like where it goes from there it's hard for me to plot that out mm. when I'm not quite sure how the characters are going to react which is strange I feel no. like people are talking to me in my head which you know doesn't sound fantastic <laughs> but it's a dream it's a dream <laughs> it's totally justifiable if you are a writer so that's the cool mm-hmm. thing i also mm-hmm. ha- always struggled with that like i don't know what's going to happen in that scene and how it's going to turn out so how can i write beyond it but i love that you're you're going for it because i also have heard that it's a lot more efficient and i know we moms efficiency is important <laughs> uh, that's the truth and i feel like the first two books they i mean they were fantastic and the releases went wonderfully I couldn't ask for anything better but I also feel like they were very all over the place Mm. and I feel like that at this point in time in my writing career where I've I've published two full books and then two novellas you know so this is going to be my fifth published works that I I need to have more of a structured a b c d and e this is what needs to happen which is why I'm so focused on plotting this book correctly take me back so in 2018 you decided to start writing Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that you also have a day job. So like, tell, tell me how it all started and, and how you're balancing it all now. All right. Well, this, this is actually pretty funny. So back in 2018, I had a dream about my, so I work in finance during the day. Um, and my, my former boss, he's fantastic. We got along so well, but he's like, you know, three piece suit with the button down and like the, I have to leave Thursday, I have to leave Thursday afternoon early to go pick up my kid from soccer practice, just like very, you know, put together structured. And we, I don't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about something and I found out that he's in a grunge band, like an actual, like Nirvana, like ripped, ripped jeans, you know, like the chain on the, you know, like the back pocket, like grunge band. So <laughs> it was so funny. So I had a dream about it that night and it wasn't any it wasn't like that kind of dream um but it was just a dream that like my friend and I went and ended up seeing him and it was the first time that I had like seen him out of like the office so it was so funny because I couldn't get this dream out of my head and I told my husband and I'm like listen I have to tell you this and I promise it's not like one of those dreams but I said I just cannot get out of my head that my boss is in a flipping grunge band like I can't and and I mean this went on for years and it wasn't every night but at least like once or twice a month I would have this reoccurring dream so at my I was at my mother's house and I was telling her about it and I told her I said but mom it's so funny because like I'm starting to write down this dream too so I can get it out of my head but I'm doing it on my work computer you know because like we have a laptop at home but like I my husband uses it I don't really need it for everything it's not like I can type on my phone um so my mom's like oh that's ridiculous so she shoved her old laptop in my hand and she's like use this start writing you're so good at it really that's how it started Mm. you know so she gave me the laptop and I just started writing everything down and then as it progressed further that's when I got onto Facebook and I just started researching self-publishing and you know like the indie authors and Amazon and then like you want to talk about like I opening oh my god and um, while I was working on the big book um, I had gotten some really fantastic advice about you know starting to build your following you know, start, find a pen name, get your presence online, which is why I wrote two very small novellas. Um, One is like 50 pages, the other is like 80. 
And I released those before I released my book book just to start building a following to, to, you know, having some sort of presence on social media. Mm. And it's just kind of grown from there. I feel like I talked for a lot. I'll take a break. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great though. I love that you just dove right in and you know, that's really smart to release some other um, shorter pieces to Uh get your name out there. That's really brilliant. And what about romance? So I know the romance industry itself is a whole, it's unique experience. You know, what, what has that journey been like for you? Oh, well, Romancelandia is amazing. Like the community of authors in the contemporary romance genre, really just the romance genre, you know, you go historical romance, you go like science fiction romance, any of them, you know, it's just such a fantastic, amazing group of people. And again, it was just something completely random how it started on that. So I just was, was like writing down my dream. And it was just kind of bullet points, maybe a paragraph here and there. And then I was scrolling through Facebook one day, just, you know, bored. And I came across an ad for um, Lauren Landish's book, The Dare. You know, I don't know if you read it, but it is so good. And normally I'm like science fiction. I'm like military. I, I, I read very, I don't read romance. Like I never have. And I think, (laughs) I think like, like Fabio on the covers with like the flowing, like that was my preconceived notion of romance beforehand. Um, Cause I just, I, that wasn't a genre that I'd explored, but I got that book by Lauren Lanish and I, and like talk about eye opening. So then I started to read everything I could get my hands on, you know, from like Lauren Lanish and Nicole Snow. And then I went to um, Lucy Score, of course, you know, Claire Kingsley, Pippa Grant, like A.M. Johnson, you know, all all of them just kind of exploded. So that's when the book kind of took forward. I was like, wait a second, I could make this a kick ass romance book. Like, and, and I could totally just use the the dream to make it real. And it could be about a boss and an assistant. And, you know, like it could be the whole, like, you know, off like the forbidden office romance. And it just kind of spiraled from there. <laughs> wow. And how did you, like, I know with romance, there's specific formula and like ex- expectations mm-hmm. to follow. Did you, how did you uh, educate yourself mm-hmm. about that? Um, well, that was something that I didn't know. But then as soon as it's pointed out, you know, that 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 romance novels, in order to be considered a romance novel, it has to follow certain beats, it has to follow certain plot points, like this, 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 and this has to happen for it to be a romance novel. And I guess I was knee deep in a couple of really fantastic Facebook groups that really focus on helping indie authors. And they recommended the um, the book Romancing the Beat by Gwendolyn Hayes. And she breaks down the beats for you. It is fantastic. And she said, okay, so you have the introduction and then you have like the instant attraction and then you have the pullback. And then you have like the character kind of restating why that character doesn't want any love, you know, and then you have the the more attraction and the pullback. I mean, and she breaks it down like, like it's phenomenal. So I used, I used that one to plot out my books, but I did not realize how specific it was, but I have to tell you, it's phenomenal because it really, it keeps you on track. So, you know, this, this, and this has to happen. And I, I love that there's a formula to romance books because I'm very, you know, detail list highlighters, you know, color coded everything. So the fact that there's a, you know, an ABCD list and I get to highlight it and do my little check marks to say that it's done. Listen, I love it. Yeah, that is a pretty attractive 
part of that genre. And what about like, do you get questions as a romance writer about like, oh, you're you're writing about sex or like, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of like this saucy part of the, the romance author's world uh-huh. is, is that conversation that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the taboo, like you only write porn or like you only write this, that or the other, or like you only write like chiclet and you're kind of looked looked down upon because this is this is what you write. So like I am extremely proud of what I do. And yes, my books on like a scale of one to five with the steamy scenes, my book, my books are definitely a hardcore four um, without a <laughs> doubt. And I think that it's just embracing what you do. But yes, you're constantly questioned. And for for when I released the first two books and I started to, or the first two novellas and I, you know, and I started kind of talking to people about it, it was was embarrassing you know especially like when you're talking to like your 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 mother your aunt your father even your friends and you know like it's I write romance and then they're just oh you write romance and I was like yeah I wrote I write contemporary romance like you think that like it would be better if I said that I wrote like suspense or like military listen after the first two novellas when my my book book was published like that's when I really started to just feel proud mm. of what I do and I mean the fact that I that I think that I'm pretty decent at crafting like a hot sex scene and that's something to be proud of you know I think it really is so now like I I, I consider myself a proud smut writer and you know probably telling people that well not everybody because I do write under a pen name just because it, it everything needs to be separate from you know my work and my day job etc I'm very proud but it took it took me a while to get here you know, just because of the the preconceived notion of writing romance. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot surrounding that genre. I'll, I'll, even though I know it's the number one selling genre, mm-hmm. uh, like N- Nora Roberts outsells Stephen King. Oh you my know, gosh! Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hot mm-hmm. hot industry, and yet mm-hmm. it yeah, it kind of there's a lot of bad rap. But yeah, that's cool. Um, I love that you're a proud smut writer. And does your daughter ever ask you about your books? Does actually, and she knows she knows that I write kissing books, is what she calls them, and uh-huh. and it's 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 really cute because it's kind of inspired her too, and she said that she wants to write a book, so her and I are kind of and hers is like sci-fi. She wants to write a book about an alien, so um, and it, and it's so cute because I I use um, Dabble, that's the writing software that I use right now, so she has her own little folder where we're writing her little story too so um she's she's one of my number one fans it's great she'll hold up and she'll say hey that's that's wait that's your name but that's not your name like i know remember that's my kissing book name no but she's (laughs) i love that i mean i feel like that your story alone could be a great romance novel like finance by day romance writer by night And how do you do it? Like, that's a lot of balls that you have in the air, along with your daughter, who you mentioned earlier is is seven. Mm -hmm. It's gosh, it's it's tough. And it's tough working from home because I I feel like that when like I close my my work computer, then I open up my home computer. So I'm always in front of a laptop. It's a lot. I feel like that I have to and I, I never had to do this before, but I feel like I have to prioritize family time, writing time you know, like more than I did before I started this, because before I started this, I would just turn off my computer and that would be it. And mom would just be mom. Mm -hmm. But now I turn off my work computer and 
now it's, oh my gosh, okay, so I have to post on Facebook and I have to post my Facebook group and then Instagram and then Twitter and then Tumblr. And then, you know what, I should probably try to do some sort of marketing, but wait, I need to see when the last time I posted an ad was because you don't want to do them too often. And then, and then you know, you have a thousand things going in your brain and then all of a sudden at six o'clock and, you know, your husband and daughter are kind of peeking in the door like, hey, um, what, what, are, are we doing dinner? Like, like, like what's happening in your life? So, so I, I really had to start structuring that time you know like that that the time mm-hmm. from um when i stop work at like 5 30 to the time emily goes to bed you know that is our family time that is our time and then after she goes to bed my husband and i will have our time together and then i will write that stuff oh it so is much. it's so much i love that you mentioned the, the husband time because that's something i found lately has definitely been like a attention point mm-hmm. is because it's like writing podcasting for me also day job and the kids. Mm-hmm. And so my tendency is definitely to prioritize those things. And then he's last. Right. And he- mm-hmm. yeah, no, I completely understand. And we, we went through a difficult time um, during COVID because he, he lost his job. He was the manager of um, um, several nightclubs down here. And of course, nightclubs those aren't going to be in business during covid so um we were we were all home intentions were high until he got a, a new fantastic job um but it was it was very hard prioritizing times i've never had to do that before mm. but then i realized that like nothing else is going to work if him and i don't work mm. that is the foundation which is why you know we both kind of came to the conclusion that we have to prioritize time for us you know, and, and some days it's harder, you know, some days it, it's just kind of like a, a, a five minute. you know, yes, I totally remember that you are my husband and not my roommate and I love you very much. And, and that's it. And that's all you do. And then other days it's like the, my mother, you know, comes over his mother and, you know, takes our daughter for a night. And then we get to actually be grooms with some, which sometimes it's just like sitting on the couch together and binge watching Avengers, but like we're doing it <laughs> together. You know, it's, it's not all about like the, the dinner and the wine and the road. I mean, it's making time for us because that, that's what it comes down to. If, if we don't work, nothing else is going to work. Mm-hmm. But it took, me a while, it took me a while to get to that point because for, for a long time, I was so focused on book that I felt like everything else kind of crumbled. Writing, it's um, Claire Kingsley said this and it was just, it, it really stuck to me. It, it, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's something that you have to work on a little each day. It is a long haul and writing mm-hmm. itself is a lot of work. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the people, the moms that I'm talking to are self-published, but even those that are traditionally published, they also have to do the marketing, right? So, I mean, I see your posts on Instagram. Like, I love your memes. I'm like, they're so consistent. And then you're also doing mm-hmm. Tumblr and like, mm-hmm. I didn't know you, you were doing that one too. Like, that's oh, a lot just to like constantly mm-hmm. be doing on top of the writing. And so it's so easy. I think that prioritization and making time is such an important part. And I do agree that it doesn't have to be, and this is something I'm like literally just coming to awareness like this weekend mm-hmm. is because I've been able to have more clear conversations with my husband about it. It's like he, it's like, it doesn't have to be, yeah, the wine and the roses. It's yeah. just about honoring that person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. little things like I'm, I'm late, sorry, like a text or love you, like a little heart. It, you are absolutely right. And, and it's, it's kind of like my, when my husband, and it's the same thing, you have to have those open lines of communication. Like when my husband and I were talking, it's like, you have to, you have to remind yourself that you're not roommates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
sometimes that that was that was the biggest thing with us it's hard to get to that point we still struggle there's laundry in the dry right now it's probably gonna stay, probably gonna stay there but it'll be okay <laughs> it's all good yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love that you are a romance writer, which is really all about like fantasy, but you have a very also pragmatic view mm-hmm. on, on romance in the everyday. Mm-hmm. Do you see your writing mm-hmm. influencing your own like view on love and relationships? Absolutely. Because I, the, the one thing that, that the writing has done, and it's, it's really helped my husband and I talk, you know, more because I'll have to ask his opinion, you know, when it comes to guy stuff. And it's not just like, like, Hey, so like, if you're, if you're having an issue and you have to adjust yourself, like, can you, can you tell me about like exactly what that feels like? You know, it's, it's not that stuff. It's when she laughs so hard when, when I ask him like the ring, I'm like, all right, so you need to tell me how this feels. And I've done that more than once. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing something like, wait, describe what's happening. It's just like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm not describing anything right now. But um, it's opened up the line of communications with us because of how deep, uh, deep you have to dig into your characters and how deep you have to dig into their insecurities. And you, you bring a lot of that from yourself into the writing. So you have to explore your feelings and, and the, the depth of the characters more. And, and I think that it's, it's really helped me express myself more, you know, with him and, this, and the same with him. I think, mm-hmm. but he still thinks it's hilarious when I ask him, you know, about really inappropriate stuff for the book, <laughs> but it's, he just laughs now. He, he used to like, look at me and, you know, like, you want to know what now? We, now he just laughs and he's like, yeah, <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you all about it. It's so funny. <laughs> I love it. What about, so you self-published four books and why did you choose the self-publication route instead of traditional publishing? Two things. Honestly, as a brand new writer, I don't think that I could have dealt with all the rejection that comes with, with sending a manuscript out to a thousand publishers. Um, truthfully, that's 100% honest, but, but also because like, and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. People don't know who I am. You know, when you say cat long, people don't know that name as opposed to when you say Noah Roberts, when you say Stephen King, when you say John Grisham, anything like that, people know those names. Um, so I chose the self-publishing the Kendall unlimited route because I felt like people are more likely to take a chance on somebody they don't know through that instead mm. of traditional publishing, you know? Um, and I liked, I wanted to be in control of, of my story. You know, I wanted to have control over the, the, the cover and, and the storyline. And, and I felt like that if I went traditional, then they could potentially want to change things that maybe I didn't want to change, which is completely fine. I mean, like, and that's how traditional publishing works. Like you have to, you know, the publishing companies, they want you in a particular niche. So you might have to change A, B, and C of your story to get into that niche. But with me, I I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But honestly, it's just the, the querying process and sending out your manuscript to so many people and, and, the reject. I just knew there, of course there would be rejection, but like, I just, I didn't, I didn't want that. Cause I was doing this for me. Like, I'm not doing this to make, you know, maybe eventually I'll start making a profit, but I'm not, I'm not doing this to, to, you know, make thousands of dollars. I'm doing this for me. So it's my story. It's not how you see my story. So that's why I wanted to self-publishing was the way to go without mm-hmm. doubt. I love that you mm-hmm. say you're doing it for you. So what do you feel like uh, when you look back to, 2018 when you weren't writing to now like how do you see yourself as 
in your life is different. I feel like that I'm almost, even though like I'm more tired and more worn out and, you know, bigger from sitting at home, you know, since 2020 in the same chair and not being, I, I feel like that I, I've, I've grown as a person um, by doing this. I, I feel like that I've, I'm more well-rounded. Um, I'm more articulate. I've, I've, I feel like I finally found my niche, my outlet, like my thing, you know, everybody has their thing. I never really had one, you know, it was always, what do you do in your spare time? Oh, you know, I, I read, I, you know, watch TV. I, I have succulent, you know, but <laughs> you water those things like once a month. So like, I never really had a thing and I was always fine with it. I never really knew that something was missing mm-hmm. until I started writing. And then it was like this, I don't want to say completed me because that's weird, but like this made me more well-rounded you know this was my niche this was my thing mm-hmm. so yeah I feel like I feel like it's really helped me grow uh to grow as a person and I feel like that it, it's helped me in all of my relationships you know because of the the depth of the of the things that I've had to explore you know within writing and not just with my husband but like with my daughter and my my parents and my sister you know everybody Okay, so here's a good question about uh you have a pen name and I, it sounds like you know you have your day jobs so you kind of try to keep the romance persona separate from your day job. And so is that a, ch- a challenge on social media? Because I know that often you know, the push for authors is like, show your life, show yourself, show your face. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a while before I did actually show my face and, and show my life. And I still only, I put, obviously my face is out there. Um, I've, I've done like side profiles of my, husband and daughter. I'm not comfortable putting them on social media yet. Um, oh, I think I might've posted maybe one or two pictures of my husband, but I, so I go by cat long and then I refer to my husband as Mr. Cat and I refer to our daughter as kitten, you know, cause I feel like that's, and I, and I do try to share stuff about our life, but it, it, it's, it's hard. So it's hard to be your authentic self when you have two authentic selves, you know, um, I, I felt that it was very, the right thing to do was to keep things separate. You know, I do have a day job in, in finance and, and I feel like that, that needs to be completely separate. I don't share anything about, um, cat long on my personal social media. Um, and, and I asked my family, you know, the, my family doesn't either. They're, they're very respectful of that. And it's not because mm-hmm. I'm not proud. I'm extremely proud of what I do. I mean, I, I carry, I carry books in my car just in case I start up a conversation with somebody. And I'm like, here, well, you know what? Here you go. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of what I do. But, but I think that just coming from like a, um, a respect level, you need, you need to keep that, that separate. You know, it's, it's important to have that, that part separate because on all of my social media, I'm completely um, open. Like it's public everything. And I, of course, would not at all be comfortable doing that on my personal social media, which is why I think that it's, it's, it's good to have it separate. Mm, right. So you have the cat long romance author account and then mm-hmm. your real name for mm-hmm. another account. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And what would your dream life like be? So we've talked about the finance day job and I've, I've heard two schools of thought on this, that having a day job is good because uh, it's, like it, it fills you up and it, it, like all those experiences are what you draw writing from and to actually have that dream of you know all the time for writing can be can mean like look at you you got your 
first idea from your job, right? So, but what would that look like for you? What would be your dream life in, say, 10 years? 10 years. See, I love my job, my day job. I love it. I, I love the people that I work with. I really, really enjoy what I do. So I don't, even if, you know, all of a sudden something were to happen and I were to get like hundreds of thousands of page reads, you know, because I shared something that blew up and uh, I still would not want to quit. I love my job, but I look at this as, um, something that I could eventually see myself doing full-time, but it, it really just depends on how my career progresses. Cause right now I have an idea for six, you know, six books. So there's a, the series that I'm working on now, which is three. And then there's going to be a spinoff series of three more, you know, and after, after that, there's, there's nothing. And I'm sure of course, as I write, I'll, you know, say, Oh, well, th- I can do this direction. I hear this direction. Or maybe like this one has like a brother, twin brothers and then there then then there you go like there, there's so many but for me it's it's almost like that I and it's not that I'm not confident because I am confident but I feel like it's just not something that I want to do full-time yet I feel like I need to write more I, I need to have more experience I need to I need to learn more things get more under my belt before I even consider doing something like this full time. Um, in 10 years, uh, I could, if this really takes off, I could potentially see myself cutting back to maybe part-time at work. I don't even know if that's possible with my job, honestly, um, but you know, <laughs> and potentially do, doing more, but I mean, it, it really just depends because maybe I finish writing these six books and then I'm completely stuck. You know, I don't, I don't want to have given up my, my day job. And then all of a sudden we only have my husband's income and the income from my, you know, my past books. And I don't have any new ideas coming. I mean, it could happen. Or, you know, I could start writing the next book and all of a sudden I have a, you know, idea for a completely different six book spinoff series. You know, it's just, there, there's not stability. That might be the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at this point in time, I'm, I'm extremely happy with where I am. Mm-hmm. That makes, I feel like that was really roundabout. I'm not really answering your question. Yeah, you did. You totally did. And I think there's a lot of, <laughs> lot there. You are where you're at now, right? And you're loving where you're at with mm-hmm. both, both of those authentic selves, right? They can exist mm-hmm. together side by side. And, mm-hmm. and I yeah. almost think like, maybe there's like some magic in that, you know, that you're keeping these two like cats, you know, in the same space, right? Mm-hmm. And then like that tension, like there's tension <laughs> between them, which again, like that, Maybe that's part of what fuels you is like that. Yeah, without without a doubt, without a doubt. But it, it's almost it's almost like um, you know, two halves of the same coin. You know, two halves make a whole. I feel like that that cat has has grown so much, and she's so much a part of me now that that I wouldn't be what I am without her. If that make if that, you know. Yeah, totally. And it, you know, you're on this wild ride now, so let's mm-hmm. see where it takes you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what advice then would you give yourself? So again, we'll go back to that, that date, 2018. I would say if I could go back and give my, my formal self advice, it would be to, as you're building, as you're building up more to really focus more on the um, marketing strategies, you know, the way to promote yourself, the way to promote your books, um, cause I, I feel like that, especially with indie authors, there's not a playbook on how to do that. You, there, there's not, a, there's not a way, you know, well, well, do you need to do 
ABC with Amazon ads, and then you need to do BCD with Facebook ads, and then you need to make sure that you're posting this much online, but you need to have graphics and the graphics need to be this specific, or, I mean, there, there's so much, and I, and I, I still don't have a grasp on it. I, I, not at all, but I feel like that if I could go back, I would tell my formal self to, to really crack down on the marketing aspect of things and, and really take the time to learn, to look at your specific romance niche and what sells, you know, so you, so you can bring that into your writing. So I feel like that if I had known more about marketing, I could be further along than I am now, you know, instead of kind of learning as I go, but it's all a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Like I learn, I, I learn new stuff every day. It's, it's 100% a learning experience. Even if you haven't read all of the, it's, you know, the taken all the courses mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. just start where you're at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that, that's the most important thing is just making sure that you're open to learn everything and that that was my main thing i remember when i first got like my my first alpha and beta reader and they're like i'm i just i like this story a lot and i'm like no don't i no tear it apart that's what you're here for he said listen if i had like a doctor degree in you know writing then i might argue with the argue with the, with you a little bit but i i have you know nothing Rip, that's the only way I'm going to get better is if you're completely honest, if you rip it apart, if you tell me what I need to learn, tell me how to do it better. You know, it's the same thing with, with the marketing. You know, if I do an ad and the ad sucks, it's, that's fine. Tell me how to make it better. It's a learning experience. Like, so I'm, I'm very much open to, I don't want to say criticism, but I guess criticism, like, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong to make it better. Show me what I need to do. So I'm, I'm very open to learning all the things, but, but again, just the balance is very hard because, you know, I, I feel like that the second book is out and, you know, then I've had several, when is the third book coming out? I'm like, Oh my God, I'm still plotting it. You know? So, so it's like, you feel like you need to focus so hard on the writing, but then, you know, you want to do the marketing. So I, it's just, it's a balance. It's a balance, but I love that you're just keeping on forward because I know from my own experience, I just got overwhelmed and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> It's, it's very, very easy to get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I just stop and focus on the writing because that's what it comes down to. No, thank you for that. I think I also <laughs> needed to hear that today for the show and also just for myself. Uh, well, thank you. I think that is, you've shared so much great insight and great stories about your journey, which I love, 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 because that's really what this is about is, you know, the tips and the advice, you're not alone, but also just like sharing some of the funny stuff that happens along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you have to, you have to embrace the funny stuff and you have to realize your husband isn't going to get bothered if you ask him about his balls because it's for research purposes. It'll be okay. Got to embrace the funny stuff. Uh, thank you so much, Kat. This has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I really appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kat. What I really loved about her talk was the reminder of how transformative writing can be, especially for those of us who are moms, who are in our 40s. We get to that point, I know I have, where we just I just feel this overwhelming need to fully show up in my life. 
And for me, and for I know many of you moms out there, writing is that way. Writing is that way to fully show up and to share your gifts with the world. I also really appreciated your discussion about making time, prioritizing time with your partner, because I know my poor husband is often the last on my list after podcasting, writing, day job, kids, and so that's something I need to work on more. All right, so here are the top takeaways. Number one. If you have ever been embarrassed about the idea of writing romance, but you are drawn to it, push through. You can always use a pen name, and you can find ways to keep those two worlds separate if that's what you need. Number two, need insights for that next sex scene? Ask your husband. Ask someone else. It may be awkward at first, but so is sex, and most of us figure it out eventually. Number three, if you are new to writing, don't wait too long to start exploring the marketing side. It can be intimidating, but all you need to do is to start and be ready to learn. Number four, writing and marketing and audience building is demanding and time intensive. Prioritize things that you didn't before, like spending time with your partner. And number five, above all, love yourself. If writing calls to you, listen to it. You may be surprised at how much you will gain and grow from the process. Thank you so much for listening. I know you're super busy, so it means a lot. If you are looking for tips on finding time to write, I do have a freebie resource to help you, which I'm excited about. And also I have a feedback form. I would love to hear what you think about the show, what you want to hear more of. Links to both of those in the show notes. Also remember to like or subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. Love you guys and talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.